0: It's gonna be fun this morning, okay? Woo, <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen <laughs> in the house of God with the family of God. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. <laughs> let's pray. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm remembering that scripture in Isaiah. There will be joy in my house of prayer. (laughs) Lord, we thank you for joy in your house of prayer. (laughs) We thank you that you laugh with us. That you just want to be here in the midst of your people. (laughs) We thank you that. You wrote this story of today. And we just want to step in to what you're writing about our lives. Like you write our future in a way that rewrites our history. (laughs) We thank you. For that promise (laughs) on our lives. And we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive. And it's powerful. And that when we open it, it's not just words on a page. It's a living encounter with the living God. And that's what we're here for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Have you ever prayed the prayer, "Lord, give me eyes to see you?" That's a great prayer to pray. And then if you've if you've ever seen the Lord, do you find that the more that you see him, the more you want to? <laughs> if we ever feel like that we've settled into a place where we think we've seen him, or we think that we fully know who he is, or that we can fully describe him, then we've settled into religion. Yep. Come on. Okay? Jesus actually answered the question how do we see God? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, he said, Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see god okay and the picture in that original language the picture there is not oh if you can keep yourself pure one day you will get to see god the language is you will continually see more and more and more of the lord so the key to see more And more and more of the Lord is allowing him to continually purify our hearts. Okay? We saw a great demonstration of that this past year. Okay? At the beginning of 2020, everyone was like, 2020 is the year of perfect vision. (laughs) And then the Lord started to expose. (laughs) And he started to call his church ...into a greater level of purity. Why? Because the purer our hearts, the more clearly we see. Okay? Are you guys okay? Okay. So, for me, as a teacher, one of the things that I've struggled with the most over this past year... ...has not been the exposure in government or the exposure in justice... ...or the exposure in the systems of this world... It's been the exposure in the church, okay? I, I have been equally joyful in seeing how the church has risen up to meet the challenge. And yet I've also been baffled and disappointed in some parts of the church where at, at the level of um, compromise and deception that's still there okay yes (laughs) Um, so I think that I what I see is that there are different factions of the church who show a picture of God that they see and then they fight with other factions of the church that might be presenting a different picture of who God is okay so we have these questions like is Jesus a lion or a lamb? Is he a mighty deliverer or is he a compassionate friend? Is he a king or is he a high priest? Did he get did he did he pay the price for our victory on the cross or did he ask us to take up our cross and follow him? Is Jesus returning or is he here? Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Did he, is the message of Jesus one of repentance? Or is it boldness to preach the gospel? To heal the sick? To raise the dead? To cast out demons? To cleanse the lepers? And to disciple the nations? The answer is yes. To all of the above is yes. Okay, and if we have to stake our our stake in the ground and say that he is one thing or then we 've missed the point, and we need to press in to see more of him, okay because it 's not about is he one or the other it 's how is he revealing himself in this moment that we 're in okay are you guys okay so if If the answer to seeing more and more of God is purifying our hearts, then how can we partner? with the Holy Spirit, to allow him to continually purify our hearts. Okay? That's what I want to talk about today. Are you guys okay? (laughs) The biggest enemy to a pure heart is compromise. Okay? Compromise is the opposite of purity. Let me show you what I mean. To be pure is to be unmixed or uncompromised. It is to be free from anything that debases, contaminates, or pollutes. It is to be free from any modifying addition. It is to be free from everything that might injure or lower the quality. Okay, this is purity. To be compromised is the opposite of pure. It means to come into an agreement of a conflicting or opposing principles by mutual concession. So in other words, it's the opposite of pure. It's it's negotiating. It's coming into the middle of something instead of remaining in its original context. Okay? So because of that, Com- to be compromised also means to impair by disease, poison, or injury, to jeopardize or to make vulnerable to danger. Okay? Are you guys okay? So compromise is this compound word coming from the prefix com and promise. Okay? So calm means to agree with, and promise is how we... How our expectation of our future, okay? So when we compromise, what we're doing is we're renegotiating our future based on something other than the original promises of God on our life. Okay, you want me to say that again? When we compromise, we are renegotiating our future. Not based on the original promises of God for our life, but based on the agreement that we made with the world. In other words, we are trading the pure promises of God for our life, and we're renegotiating them into something that's compromised over um, something that dilutes the promises of God on our life. Okay? Okay. Does that make sense? We're making ourselves vulnerable to something that dilutes the promise or is actually might be potentially harmful for our life. Okay? You guys okay? So let's look at an example in scripture of how this happened. Okay? How this happens. So in the book of Daniel, um, King Nebuchadnezzar had conquered the city of of Jerusalem. And when he conquered the city of Jerusalem, he took he took several young boys who were of nobility, who were uh handsome, who were educated, and he sa- he said I'm going to bring you back to Babylon and I'm going to put you in the ca- in the castle with me and I'm going in the palace and I'm going to teach you the ways of the Babylonians. Okay? So these young men had to decide right away, there were there were certain young men, there were four young men that it tells us decided right away, I will not compromise, I will not defile myself, I will not give, I will remain pure, okay? So three of these young men were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So one of, well their original, I'll tell you their original names, because the first thing That Babylon tried to do was change their names Okay Their original names Were Mishael Which means who Is like God Hananiah Which means the Lord is gracious And Azariah Which means the Lord Is my help All of their names That's just the wind It's okay (laughs) It blows really hard back here so, um <laughs> and the prophetic people in the room said, Whoa. <laughs> So we'll take it. <laughs> so all of their identities were rooted in who God said they were or who God was to them. So when Babylon changed their names, they changed it to Shadrach, which means inspired of Aku, which was a god in Babylon. They renamed them after the gods of the Babylonians. Meshach means belonging to Aku, and Abednego means servant of Nego. Okay? One of the first places that the culture of this world will try to get us to compromise is in who we believe we are. (laughs) Okay? Okay? They will give us all kinds of names and labels. And these names won't be based on who God says we are. They will be based on who the world says we are. Okay? Nedger already said it earlier today. We did not talk about that. I was not even on the schedule to talk today. Okay? So, I said I wasn't on the schedule. I didn't say it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> okay? So, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Okay? So she talked about this. She felt like labels and names were going to fall off of you today. Okay? So let's consider some of the names that we've been called. Okay? Victim, orphan, abandoned, unwanted, untalented, unable, unattractive, old. Young, single, divorced, all of these names that are given to us by the culture of this world are meant to get us to renegotiate the promises on our life and to limit the promises of God on our lives. From who God says we are to who the world says we are. Okay? Let's consider some other names. This is the opposite. Talented, intelligent, successful, popular, influential. Those names will also get you to compromise. Because they will want to limit you to what you are capable of. Instead of what God is capable of through you, okay? Does that make sense? <laughs> say that again. The the from the names. Ta- oh, the talented. Okay, I'll just say it. Um, talented, intelligent, successful, popular, influential. These will also limit us and get us to renegotiate the promises on our life for what we can do, what we are capable of, instead of what God is capable of through us. Okay? (laughs) Don't negotiate with the world about who you are. Okay? They serve a different God. They don't call it that. But that's what it is. Okay, so when someone comes to you, when the world comes to you, when culture comes to you and tries to put a name on you or a label on you, sometimes you have to stand up and you have to look that name in the face, sometimes even out loud, and you have to say, I will not partner with compromise. I will not renegotiate the promises on my life with the gods of this world. I will remind myself that I am a child of the most high God. And he is the one that does, does not restrict my future based on these things. Okay? Are you guys okay? <laughs> All right. If we are operating within the possibilities decided for us by the culture that we live in, then we haven't seen the Lord. And we got to press in and see the Lord because it's in the seeing of him that it reminds us who we are. Okay? You guys okay? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego might not have had a choice about what Babylon called them, but they had a choice about what they believed about themselves, and they refused to renegotiate. And so because of this, they began to rise in power and they began to have favor, and they began to be promoted until they were administrators over all the province of Babylon. Okay? All right. That's number one. (laughs) Do not negotiate who you are. All right. So sometime later, this is in Daniel chapter 3, sometime later, King Nebuchadnezzar called everyone out to the province or to the area of Durham where he had built this giant statue of gold. And his instructions were, hey, we're going to play the music. And as soon as we play the music, we want everyone to bow down and worship this golden statue that we've built. So the music played and everyone bowed down except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So there were some astrologers in the crowd, and they were jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they had favor on their life <laughs> because their identity was in the Lord, and they didn't renegotiate the promises on their life. And so they went to the king, and they, had, they said, hey, these guys that you set over the province of Asia, they're not listening to you. They're not doing what you said. They're not bowing down. And so King Nebuchadnezzar he calls them over, and he says, hey, is this true? Like, I'm going to give you one more chance. We're going to play the music, and if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in that fiery furnace over there. And then he said, what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? (laughs) This was another invitation to negotiate. Okay, to negotiate their rescue. This is another area where we don't need to negotiate. Don't negotiate your rescue. Okay? Because this is what the world does. The world puts a verdict in front of you and says this is your verdict. This is your future if you do not negotiate. If you do not compromise, this is what's going to happen. Okay. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are sitting there looking at a fiery furnace. They're sitting there looking at a verdict and they have to answer the question, can God really rescue us? And and if he can, will he rescue us from this certain future that I'm looking at? Or should I renegotiate? Okay? So let's see what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because isn't this, isn't this what we struggle with a lot? Isn't this one of the one of our main invitations to compromise? Is over our rescue. When the world is putting a solution right in front of us, it says, "Here is your rescue." I mean, is God really? I mean, oh, we know He can, but will He? Here's your opportunity. Renegotiate your rescue. Because here we've got a solution for you right here. Okay? If this is the question that we're struggling with, can God save us or will he? If that's what we're struggling with, we're a prime target for compromise. Let's see what they said. This is in Daniel chapter 3 verse 16. This is their answer to Nebuchadnezzar when he said, What God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, We want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. (laughs) Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, Hey, the question of can God rescue us or will he? That's not the question we're here to answer. The question that we're here to answer is not what will God do, it's what will we do. The question we want to answer is, is regardless of what God does, we want to answer the question: "What's our life?" That is what we will do, and that is the question we want to answer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so they refused to renegotiate their rescue with a king because they had a promise from God, and they said, "We will not dilute or compromise." The promise on our life you know you might think if you read that story you might think man I don't I don't really understand like what was the big deal okay because like isn't worship a matter of the heart hey God knows my heart if I if I just do what everyone else is doing It's really, isn't it a matter of your heart? Like, God knows that I'm not really worshiping, even if I'm on the ground doing what everyone else is doing. I mean, don't be religious. Shouldn't we honor those in authority over us? (laughs) Shouldn't we love these people? If If we don't bow... Won't they think we don't accept their beliefs? Won't we lose our opportunity to witness to them? If they see us do something different, if they see us take a stand, won't they reject us? Isn't the better way even if God is it is if God is all about love, we can just do what they're doing, and that will give us a better opportunity to tell them about who God is later. That is the language of compromise. That is reducing God to what we think He can handle. Okay? (laughs) So, King Nebuchadnezzar He became furious when they said, this is what we will do. We will not bow. We will not compromise. We have one God, and we will worship him, and we will not dilute that by worshiping another. So he became furious, and he ordered the furnace seven times hotter, and he ordered them bound and thrown into the furnace, and the furnace was so hot that it killed the guards who threw them in. So they were in the fire, and it says in verse 24, Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his, advi- his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? And they replied, Certainly, O king. And he said, Look, I see four men walking in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. So, so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the royal advisors crowded around them, and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, nor was there the smell of fire on them. And we think God needs us to compromise so we can explain him. they saw him that day in a way that they never saw him before and he was closer in a way that they had never experienced before they saw more of him because they made a decision not to compromise (laughs) and the only thing that the fire burned was all that restrained them. Yes. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Don't negotiate your rescue. Because when we negotiate our rescue, we're trading one bondage for another. Yes. Come on. When the spiritually compromised need rescue, well, let me say this before I say that. It won't make sense. The, f- the furnace of fire was not there as a method of execution. The furnace of fire was there because it was used to build the statue that they were asked to bow down to. And when the spiritually compromised need rescue, they will build an image of God that they need to rescue them. And then they limit God and they limit rescue because they are negotiating rescue asking the question can God really rescue me or will he instead of answering the question what will I do I only want to answer the question what will I do because no matter what God does it shouldn't change what I do And if we want to see more of him, (laughs) we can't renegotiate the promises on our life. And what about the world? (laughs) Did the world really need Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to go with the flow so that they could tell them their idea of who Jesus was or who God was? it was in their unwillingness to compromise that they didn't need to describe God. God showed himself. Um, And the king of Babylon said, what I see are servants of the most high God. And later on, he, he makes a decree, and he says no one is ever allowed to say anything about this God ever again because no other God can rest." like this God and I wonder how many times have we negotiated ourselves out of a rescue he was willing to give us because we couldn't see it and we were willing to compromise and come into agreements with things that weren't based on who he is on the word of God on the righteousness of Jesus we traded one bondage for another <laughs> what is he willing to do <laughs> if we refuse to compromise okay let's <laughs> uh eddie you can uh play something i don't know what's gonna happen let's stand up hmm <laughs> I think that there I think there's an opportunity like Nedra said hey if we've renegotiated the promises on our life it's okay let's go back to who God says we are and let's renegotiate based off of who he says you are based off of his rescue let's come back to purity and say, We will not try to explain you by compromise. We want today to answer the question of what will we do? <laughs> so I think, I just think there's an opportunity today to come renegotiate back to the original, back to the original intent, back to your first love like Nedra said, back to who God says you are, back to the verdict that God has spoken over your life, not what the world has put in front of you. So the front is is open. Um, You can stay where you are, you can come up front. Um, God will meet you where you are. Sometimes there's something about coming to meet him that for you makes it more powerful. (laughs) In prayer team, you can come up here. So if you need prayer, if you need someone to pray over you, if you don't even know, if you have forgotten, it's been so long you've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten who God says you are. The prayer team will be up here to just speak that over you and agree with you. Hey, we're going back to our original purpose. We're going back to the original promise on our life. We're going back to where we want to see clearly who He is. And we want a demonstration to give the world. That's not our explanation. It's where we just give the Lord an opportunity to say, this is who I am. And I am able to rescue you and not keep trading one bondage for another bondage for another bondage. Lord, we thank you for being here. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you've given us ears to hear. Your spirit speaking, your word speaking today. In Jesus' name.